Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires podcast, which I call BeliefCast, as you well know by now. I'm passionate about belief systems, and I really do get excited about it because I know once we change those, it changes our whole life on every level. Um, I have uh, an amazing guest on here again. We I have Kirk LaPlante, who was on here before, and hopefully you guys have listened to his first podcast. If you haven't, you need to. He talks about the power of hard work. He's one of the hardest working people I've ever met, and I'm grateful to have him on, him on here again. And we're going to talk about the power of connections. As you know, um, I've had many people on here who have overcome addictions and some really insurmountable odds. And through all that, and on a lot of these podcasts we haven't talked about is connections and why that's so important in our lives. You know, you've heard this before, people, where you become the average of the four people you hang around the most. You know, you hang around four millionaires, you'll be the fifth. You know, you hang around four drug addicts, you'll be the fifth. And and it's really uh, an amazing thing that uh, we maybe sometimes take for granted how important it is that we have uh, positive connections in our lives. And, and Kirk's on here again because he actually approached me a little while ago and was just really excited about this concept. And he wanted to share why he um, not only works so hard in his life and been successful, but why having these positive connections in his own life and how it's really affected the way he's uh, living his life at this point. So welcome back, Kirk. Thanks, Todd. Man, you should be uh, one of those like uh, MMA fighter announcers or whatever, you know, <laughs> the way you do introductions on the show of people. Yeah. It's Let's awesome. get rid of the rumble. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that statistic, you know, I've heard that for a long time, the four out of five, you know, you become the fifth, you know, so, you know, starting high school, you have your core set of friends and, right. you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, I've got my, my eight friends that I'm just friends with in high school. And then once you get out of high school, it's kind of like everybody goes their own direction. You right. know, in the state of Utah, a lot of people go on missions, um, elsewhere, people go off to college. It's just something, once you get out of high school, people kind of move on to, to the rest of their life, it's time to grow up. And so it's, it's for some people difficult that you have to move on to different things, meet new people. And so, you know, I look at, at the connection of people as a full circle. And so like in my life, I'll give you some examples yeah. in my life. You know, I have my family, which is my wife, my mom, you know, my direct family. And then I have my in-laws, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law. Um, and then you know, you, you jump into uh, just your core set of friends that maybe you've had your whole life, maybe you've only had for a month, but, you know, you have you have your kind of your rock of people, and, and there's two people in my life that have stood by me between, you know, through thick and thin, and that's right. Kai and Jess, but I'll come back to the friends tab because, you know, just because Kylie and Jesse have stuck by my side my for as long as I can remember, right. my kind of my rock, my foundation of friends doesn't mean that it doesn't connect with all these other people and they haven't met all these other people and worked their way in with these other people, you know, right. and then you have your work. I call it my Wasatch family. And, you know, there's Mike, Jeff, there's you, Todd, Mark, Corey, Jake, Tim, right. you know, there's a million, I, I can, I can consider everybody that walks, sure. works at Wasatch part in listed in that and listed, uh, in the friends category. And same thing goes with soccer. I mean, I've played soccer, you know, for, for years, for years. Yeah. and that wasn't a sport of mine. No, I didn't play that in high school. 
I didn't play that growing up. That's just something I decided, you know what? I like playing sports. This is something I can go play. I met people there, you know, after a few sessions of playing, I was like, you know, I wasn't the best player on the field by far. I probably was the worst in the beginning because I didn't understand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but, you know, I've met some great people through that. J- Jason, Justin, Connor, Braden, you know, Mitch, right. Tim, who works here. I play soccer with them. Okay. Um, Lexi, who's a cousin to my wife, um, which I married into that family. I now play soccer with her. I play softball with her. I hang out with her. You know, she's become a good friend and we may not have had that connection just being family members without doing something together. Um, another person that works here also plays soccer with me and that's Lauren also plays softball with me. Yeah. Same thing. I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have known Lauren for sure. I wouldn't have known Lauren if she didn't work here, but you know, right. there's not, you can't hang out with everybody outside of work and you probably mm-hmm. shouldn't because it's not healthy to, but you know, that's another thing is she plays soccer with us and softball with us. So there's a connection of multiple right. levels yeah. of categories, I should say, of where people fall in, inside. And then um you know john and, and larry and really the whole faber family and the whole dustin family have played with their boys uh and connor's wife jen you know they i played with them for years and got to know them and so it's kind of like our soccer family is a family we go out to dinner you know after yeah. soccer games we celebrate yeah. birthdays you know and things like that and so it's interesting you know i would have never known justin connor's family if it wasn't for soccer yeah. and they wouldn't have known me yeah. and so it's kind of cool you you interconnect your family with your different set of friends and that's the same thing with softball you know mike mike falls into every category you know yeah. i would put him <laughs> in the category with jess yeah. and kai as well and james is there you know and sure. i mean there's a million people on i shouldn't say a million that's over exaggerating but there's a ton of people that know my family and know my work friends and are my work friends are my family are right. my friends you know it's like it goes through the whole category and the reason i'm listing names here is is i want everybody to get the idea of how many people you know that i really connect with and i stay contacted with and i consider them friends family you know teammates things like that in my life where it turns into a full circle right you know right you see the a lot of times things are demonstrated on a, like a triangle or a pyramid, yeah. you know, and you have your different levels. You know, I, I look at this as your, you know, your, your percentile right. as a full circle. So if I've got 30 friends in my circle and I'm going to be the 31st person in here, you know, I think I've picked a pretty good circle. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, that you have to realize is you don't have to have one or two friends. You don't have to have, you know, your best friend. And that's the only person you hang out with. You know, I've called Jesse my best friend for ever. Right. You know, but he's not the only person I hang out with and I'm not the only person he hangs out with. He doesn't even live. Kylie and Jesse don't even live in this state. Right. You know, they come to visit and I go to visit them and that's how good of friends we are. And I know yeah. you have a friend. I met him at your birthday. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that came in, in town to yeah. be with you on your birthday. Yeah. And that's a true friend. Yep. But you introduced him to us, which we had never met. Yeah. And now I consider him a friend because he's a friend of yours. Yeah. And he's a person, if you trust him to be in your inner circle, I trust him. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, you know, and it's the same thing at your birthday is very similar to my birthday or a oh. celebration is it's not just your direct family. 
Yeah. You know, and I knew so many people that that's what it was. Yeah. Is you know, you you do your birthday dinner and it's just your family. Why does it need to be just your family? Yeah. You, yeah, have, you have work people there. You have friends from out of town. You have you know friends from you know, elementary and junior high and all that high school that come and, in. And yeah. those are the people that really you count on a day to day basis. Yep. You may I may not talk to my soccer friends every single day. I may right. see them once or twice a week and play with them once or twice a week or three times a week or whatever it right. is. But I look forward to that. Same thing with softball. Yeah. You know, I don't see Riley and Connor every single day or talk to them or text them or anything like that. But I chat with them at softball. Yeah. You know, they're both in BYU going to school and it's good to, it's good to chat with them and get to know them and, and figure out what's going on in their life and how they're doing. And that's as simple as it yeah. is. And you see them at softball. I see them at softball twice a week. And if they aren't there, it's almost like there's a hole right. in outfield. Yeah. And there, there is because they play outfield. But yeah. there is a hole there when, when you don't see your, your teammates or your family members or your friends in a while when you're used to seeing them, you know? Right. And so you create things. I'll give you an example. Uh, Jesse and I, we don't get to see each other on a regular basis just because we live far apart from each other. We, we just have busy lives. We work hard. He's, he works full time. Right. Him and Kylie own a salon, so they're busy all the time. And so, you know, one of the things that that brought that has brought us together is we play in a golf league every three weeks. You know, and it, it just gives us an excuse, whether it's driving to Ogden or driving to Provo, to get together and hang out, even if it's just for the day. This last right. the, the the tournament before they came down, stayed the night, and hung out, and then this last tournament we played on, we just met up in Ogden, right? Because it was kind of halfway for both of us, and so. You know, even though we just hung out and played golf for five hours together, you know, that's five hours of, of kind of a time to sit back and talk and to let it go. Yeah. And to, to have that opportunity with someone where you can connect with them. And it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter how crappy your week is or anything. But mm-hmm. you, you get to, you know, I get to golf with Jesse or I get to softball with, with Mike or I get to soccer with these guys. And, and then next thing you know... I'm, you know, everything, you forget about everything and and life is good. And I also, I'll jump into this now as I look at my wife and she has the very similar personality. She's easygoing. She gets along with everyone, you know, she, and she went out of her comfort level for us to meet. You know, she's the one that came and introduced herself to me. And if she wouldn't have done that, you know. Who knows yeah, where yeah. I'd be right now? Right. Maybe I wouldn't be married. Maybe I wouldn't have the yeah. child I have. And you know, I look at that. And my son. I'm like, okay, who do I want my son to be around? Exactly. Well, let's let's talk about Brooks for a minute. You're okay. you're a newly new new dad here. How old's Brooks? He is just over three months. Yeah. So happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank That's you. That's really you. cool. Um, so you know, Brooks is your son. Talk about the connection and how maybe things have changed since you had Brooks. I mean, because, you know, I have four kids of my own, and I know what that's like when you have a baby and, and that connection. So talk about that just for a minute, like how this has kind of changed your perspective in, in life in general. So everybody said before I had Brooks, you'll never understand. You don't understand how you instantly love somebody, just instantly. Right. And you really don't understand that until you have a child. Right. There's an instant, and the connection with the mom, we'll never know that. Right. Because the yeah. mom and the baby have this connection. Even right when he came out and the, they did the skin to skin, yeah. you, you can you can feel the connection in that room that 
she was having with that baby because they had felt that connection mm-hmm. for nine months and then now it's now you get to actually see the connection right and how a crying baby can go from crying to quiet instantly from the warmth of of the right. mother you know and right. it's just crazy to see that and and you really nothing you know you you look at your your friends and you look at this circle and there's really nothing that compares to your wife and your child right you know and, and the way the way you have to remember it is your connection with your wife has to be on top your wife's number one because if right. your wife isn't number one right. then and you put your child number one then your marriage will fail mm-hmm. you know but your child has to know that from an early age and right. so the connection that I'm making with Brooks I have to create a boundary where Brooks knows you know mom will always be number one mm-hmm. and it should be the same way around with the wife and the child a lot of times moms they have a tough time with that they want to right. put their kids first the emotional connection with their child stronger than the emotional connection with the husband you know, right. and then it starts to create resentments, and and it's unhealthy. Right. You know, that's you have to remember that you guys are number one. You married each other, and the connection that you guys have is the strongest connection that anybody should have with anybody. Right. You know, a husband and a wife, and then you move in with with your kids. But you know, you you start to. I've noticed in my life, you know, I was always you know me. I've always been a busy person. Yeah. Doing multiple things, and it, it's really the connection with him has really slowed me down because you take the extra second where you maybe would have just walked by and gone on to mow the lawn or go up, right. go do something else, you know, and it'll stop you in your tracks, the connection you have with him, because all he has to do is look over and smile at you. Yeah. And then now you're sucked in for who knows how long, whether it's 30 <laughs> seconds or five minutes, just talking to him while he's looking at you and smiling, yeah. and, you know, and he, he's not even talking and you have this connection where you like say his name and he giggles and he smiles and he looks right at you and your right. eyes and he's actually listening to you. And this may be the, one of the only times in in our life where you feel like he's actually listening right you know i ask him a question (laughs) and then he giggles back and i'm like man he's listening he's responding to me whether he is or not i don't know but it sure seems like it and so (laughs) i'm sure he is you know actually yeah, yeah babies are smart oh yeah and so you know you sit there and you're like okay it's so important that i'm a good role model to him and I and I show the the importance of of being a good leader, being a good father, being a good husband, being a good friend right. to him, but also surrounded by all these people, yeah. you know, that yeah. I'm friends with, so that they can connect with them and yeah. they can help raise him. Because really, it's you go back to the percentile, you go back to your percent, right? Yep. And so you have the the four out of five. Mm-hmm. Well, if my child's around four out of five kids. And he's going to be the fifth. I want him to be surrounded by 30 of my friends. Right. You know, and you put 30 of my friends in the room with those four kids. And he's raised around those 30 people plus those four. Now he's going to be the the 35th person. And there's a better outcome that he'll turn Absolutely. out to be like these people that I surround myself with, which are all successful people in their own way. Yeah. See, because when I'm thinking of your list and the people you've read off, and, and I know how you live your life, Kirk. You hang around healthy people. Like, t- there's toxic people in our lives at times, mm-hmm. and there's healthy. You, that's a healthy group you have there. And, you know, I'm a, big, um, I'm a big pusher and believer of energy. I believe that energy introduces us the moment we walk in a room. We don't have to say a word, but our energy. So if we're healthy, that energy 
is magnified, right? You, all those people you're listing off, they're, they're healthy. Yep. And there's an energy there. So Brooks is going to be brought up around all these people that you hang out with and rub shoulders with, you know, from this point forward. He's going to feed off that energy. His energy will end up matching that energy. Right. Typically, right? Yeah. And so that's why, you know, in the industry you and I are in, we work with drug addicts who come in here to Wasatch Recovery who have really, most of them, toxic relationships. So that energy is suppressed. They come in here down, low. And what happens is they keep going back to these same unhealthy connections. Yep. So the key is, what I guess I'm trying to get at is how important it is to have healthy connections. Because that list of people you have there, they're all healthy, strong, powerful individuals. Yep. Right? Well, and you, an unhealthy person will drain you out of everything. Yeah. You know, if you're so exhausted that you, by the end... Of hanging out with someone that you're just physically, mentally right. exhausted. Yeah. I, I'm not saying don't hang out with them because there are people that need help. And you are doing a good service to someone. You know, I, I had a friend growing up and he was physically, mentally exhausting. But we were what he had. Mm-hmm. And we knew that. Yeah. And there are good things behind that. And it wasn't his fault that, you know, he had a mental disability. So right. he wasn't trying to be. In that situation, you know, you... you put up with it but if you don't have if you have a situation where you're not fitting someone you you cut the arm off right you know get rid of it because it will drag you down it will bring you down and it will take you down roads and we've all been through it i mean i know i have i know you have yeah and we're fortunate enough to work here and 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 see this on a daily basis so we can correct it but not everybody has this opportunity that we have but you know, we know that you have to cut this person off. We we get yeah. that. We understand an unhealthy connection is not good for us. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get the opportunity that we do. You've been doing it for years. You've been doing it for way longer than I do. And so, you know, your family, you've raised your family that way. And look mm-hmm. at the way that your kids have turned out. Um, right. You know, you couldn't be happier with your family. Sure. Yeah. And so, and now you have a grandchild, yeah. you know, and, and you get to connect with your grandchild. And your grandchild's at your birthday party hanging out with all of us, right. you know, where, yeah. where we're trusted closely enough that you'll bring us around your grandchild, which not a lot of people will do that. Right. You know, Absolutely. they'll just show up to a family party and my family is what I am. And your family, there's going to be people in your family that are going to drain you, right. that are exhausting. Every family has it. <laughs> but that's why yeah. you see them at the family party and you don't see them outside of, you know, I'm going to touch on, I'm just going to go back to Lexi for a second and then also, Brayden and Justin from soccer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, a couple things, a couple of cool things is Brayden reached out to me last year or last week about a present for his brother, Connor mm-hmm. and his wife, Jen. And, you know, he's reaching out to me and asking me a question about something that, that we did, Sienna and I did, um, that he, he knew from months ago that he right. remembered yeah. and, and he asked me, oh, hey, I want to do this for Connor for his birthday. You know, I want to be a good brother. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, okay, this would have never happened. Braden would have never reached out to me if it wasn't for soccer, if I didn't know him. And he wouldn't have known he could do this for Connor if it wasn't for my experience with it. And so now my positive experience with something has affected yeah. Braden. Now Braden's reaching out to me about doing something nice for his brother for his birthday exactly. and now he gets to do that and it's just kind of cool because that's way cool. you you yeah. have that and then on the other end of things you have lexi which her she's friends with everybody here 
Right. You know, Lexi, I, I want to say everybody's friends with everybody. Everybody may not know everybody personally. They at least know each other by name right. because I talk about everybody. But, you know, her parents come to soccer and, and we go hang out at her house. And her parents are very uh, open people. They're, they don't, they're not like, hey, the kids come over. Just let's go over here and hide. They come out and they hang out and they talk. And they get to know everybody. And so, you know, my friends and their aunts and uncles now have gotten to know them. And that's the same thing with my in-laws is my friends are friends with my in-laws. You know, they come to softball. They come to soccer. And, you know, the connection that they have with when you have connections with your parents, your in-laws, your aunts and uncles, and they're friends with your friends. And then in my case, you know, my in-laws are friends with my friends. My mom's friends with my friends. Lexi's parents are friends with our friends. You know, it creates a healthy relationship in all parts. And, you know, when you know everybody and you know what's going on, and I'm sure for a parent, and it's going to be, it's not so, it's not so uh, important to me at this moment, but for you, knowing your kids' friends growing up and knowing who they're with helps out a lot because there is stuff that happens behind Closed doors are in the basements of houses and things yeah. like that, which we all know because we all did it. And then we want to we want to point the finger and say, oh, you can't do that yeah. and get all worried about it and be like, oh, no, no. And yeah, yeah of course, as a parent, you want to protect your child and, and you don't want to make the decisions that you made and things like that. And you want what's best. and You want to teach what's sure. best. But, sure. you know, a way that I feel is going to help with that is is knowing their friends and having that that same connection that and it's the same thing with Connor's parents. Connor's parents are at every game. Oh yeah. Well, at least their dad is at every game. Their mom's a professor mm-hmm. down at BYU, so she has to get up and work and stuff. So it's late game show. But he knows all of us. Right. And they'll go to dinner with us. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and so awesome. you know, where where else would you get that? In in a normal day you wouldn't get that. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't go to soccer and have a, a friend that you play with's parents show up and then go to dinner with you after. Yeah. I mean that's just unusual well yeah and here's the thing um that i was thinking of like you're very outgoing kirk and you 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 really make it a point to make sure all these people are part of your family look talk about the person who maybe struggles to reach out like because you know there's a lot of people out there and especially younger kids who are listening to this uh, podcast where they struggle making these connections they're they either have maybe one friend or they feel like they don't have any friends how did how do you think what, what could we tell these kids to, to break out of that shell or whatever? So what brought me out, what broke me out of my shell was, is I went out of my comfort level and I went and played soccer and I did something I've, I've never done before. Right. And I didn't care about how good or bad I was. It didn't matter. All I cared about is I was going mm-hmm. and I was doing something. I went to do it first because I want to do something that was active. I want to physically do something that, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and so, and trust me, the first time I got on the field, I was panting. I was like, holy cow, this is way more work (laughs) than you ever will know. I don't know how the soccer players play a full match and, and be able to run the whole time and sprint and all that stuff. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is stepping out of your comfort zone, going to put yourself in a new situation or a new environment and then opening yourself up to that environment and then finding the healthy people. And you can, you may not think you 
you know the healthy people, but if you look around and you see what you're drawn to, if you're drawn to unhealthy people, so you have a bunch of unhealthy people in your life, you're going to be drawn to unhealthy. Right. So that's why you got to cut those people off. But if you really open yourself up and you're vulnerable and you really look around and you listen and you start conversations oh. and, you know, sports is an easy one because you're forced to interact with everyone. Yeah. You have to, and you talk and things like that. But, you know, it takes a lot of confidence to go play a new sport that you've never played with people that you don't right. know. And so that's being, that's, you have to step out of that comfort zone. And then you have to, then you have to have that, the ability to be able to not be embarrassed, not be shameful or shamed. You know, when you, when you do something bad, you know, if you miss the ball and you kick it in soccer, if you look at it, you know, even the best players miss it. Right. You know? Yeah. And so the, the thing is, is being able to be comfortable enough with yourself that even when you mess up, you know, the people around you, yeah, are probably going, Oh, or, you know, they're making a comment or something, but at the end of the day, in 10 seconds, that's not going to matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's just something that happens. And, you know, everybody makes a mistake. Everybody puts their foot in their mouth. Everybody, that's just normal. Right. And so, you know, I, I think that that's the biggest thing for me is I stepped out of my comfort zone. And that's what I suggest to the to listeners is is step out of that comfort zone where you feel so comfortable in being with this unhealthy person or people or the same set of friends or you have to hang out with the same friend every single day. Right. I'm going to tell you that's codependency. Yeah. It's not healthy to say, hang out with the same person every day. As much as you like that person, Todd, I could hang out with you every single day, right. seven days a week because yeah. I like you. Yeah. But is it healthy for you and me to be together all the time? No, yeah. you should be with your spouse. Right. You know, yeah. you should you should be with your family. You know, yes, these are your family members. You know, I consider all these people friends, family, sure. everything. But, you know, is it healthy for me to be hanging out with, with mm. the same person every single day if it's not my wife or my yeah. child? No. Yeah. You need your you need your break. You need your different you need your different people in your life to give you different advice, to yeah. be there for different situations. You know, all all these different people I've I've been through different situations in my life and I'm, I've grown from each and every single one of them right. and that's why they're a part of my life if I'm not going to grow from you you shouldn't be in my life you know yeah, that's so awesome. you grow off each other now do these people look to me to put to things together at points yes do they look to me to be mm -hmm. kind of you know in, in some situations you know you're you someone has to take charge and someone has to be you know with soccer I run one of the teams, so I'm the one texting it. So I text out if we're going to dinner. I text out what yeah. time the game is. I'm texting out. Yeah. You know, but I think people love that about you because they know you do take charge. Yeah. And you're a take charge kind of guy, and other people just kind of like the – but you're the one that – what I love about what you do when you're talking about connections is you're helping other people connect by what you do, Kirk. Yeah. Because you're the one being the one who's lining all this stuff up. But because of that, you're helping others have connections too. Because I would imagine everyone on your list can say the same thing. They would consider the whole, you know, the same thing. My soccer team's my family too, and my softball team's my family too, and Wasatch Recovery's my family. And you know what I mean? Yep. And I think a lot of it has to do with what you have put together. Because seriously, without you doing all this, a lot of these connections wouldn't even be happening right. for other people. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and same thing for them, you know, yeah. if they wouldn't have brought their friends or family or yeah. invited me to a barbecue or invited me to this or that, I wouldn't have met yeah. I wouldn't have met their family. 
or their friends. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a full, it goes to the, back to the full circle is yeah. coming to your birthday. Yeah. You know, I met people in your circle yeah. that are awesome. And a lot of the people in your circle are in my circle, like and Jamal, kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, like, you know, we have Jamal that works here. We have Jamal that, that I play softball with. Well, right. he's, he's retired now, he says. Yeah, I have Jamal that, that, you know, I, I've had over to my house sure. mm-hmm. and then Jamal's over at your house. And, and so it's interesting how things overlap like that yeah. with the people in your life yeah. and you, you get to connect with them on different levels. You know, I get a, I get to connect with him here at work. I get to connect with him. I did get to connect with him at softball and I don't get to do that anymore because he's taking himself, but he'll come right. razz us. Right. I get to connect <laughs> with him at my house. I get to connect with him at your house. And yeah. so it, it's it's interesting how when you start surrounding yourself by healthy people and things like that, how they appear, yeah. they'll start appearing at things and coming around to things yeah. that they normally wouldn't be at or you would have never seen them at. Yeah, yeah and I want to I say something to, to maybe the younger uh, kids who are listening to this, that if you're struggling with connections, and I don't want to use my own kids as an example, so there was times where my kids would be sitting at home and they were kind of down and depressed. I'd be asking, what's going on? Well, no one wants to hang out. I'm bored. And then I'll ask them, I'll say, well, have you reached out to anyone? And they'll say no. And I'm like, so they're sitting there at home waiting for someone to reach out to them. And I'll say, well, there's your problem. You reach out to someone. You make it happen. Okay? Because if you're always waiting for someone to come fall into your lap, it's not going to happen typically. You know, and they're probably doing the same thing. These other kids are at their house waiting for someone to reach out. So I would challenge them to start reaching out, and they'd start doing that. And pretty soon, they got something going on that night. They'd go out and have an amazing night. And I'm like, look, had you not reached out, you never would experience what you experienced tonight, son or daughter. And and so I want to challenge maybe the, the younger listeners that if you're there sitting there going, well, I don't have any friends, kind of do what Kirk did. I mean, he signed up for soccer. He doesn't play soccer. But he put himself out there. So maybe there's some things out there that you could do to be vulnerable, stuff you wouldn't normally do. But it comes down to you reaching out and making it happen. And I'll tell you, that's exactly right. And this list that I have doesn't come overnight. This This is years and years and years and years upon people coming in and out of my life. And people being positive, negative influences, whether I keep them around or not. And that... That's exactly it. If you don't, if you don't reach out, if you don't go or make the call or go put yourself in a situation where you can meet new people, you're not gonna. If you're gonna sit in, sit at home and mope around, you're the person that people are trying to cut off. Right. You know, and that's that's the thing is being the person that reaches out, being the positive person. You may have to set up the activity. Yeah. People need that. They're yeah. they're leaders in this world and they're followers in this world. And, you know, I feel like everybody on my list is a leader because they have the initiative to, if they want to do something, just that they'll reach out to me, you know, and they want other people involved and they're like me, you know, and that's the other thing is it doesn't have to be just a one-on-one thing. You know, it doesn't have to just be you and me, Todd, let's go to dinner, let's invite so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, you know, let's invite Jeff and Mark. And that, that creates healthiness too, because now you, you've added four more are two more people to your conversation when you go out to dinner where you can you can express what's going on, you can get advice, or you just sit there and you BS and you have a good time. And so that's 
that's it. That that's mainly the the biggest thing with the connection is you're having a good time with these people. Right. You know, you you are positive, they're positive, you're getting something out of it, you know, and you're not draining each other of your energy when you leave. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to softball next week or soccer exactly. or I can't wait to get to work tomorrow and see uh, you know, yeah, Corey. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's, yeah, it gives you something to look forward to. It almost feels like you have purpose. And again, you know, they have linked um, depression, anxiety, obesity, um, even drug addiction through lack of either connection itself or unhealthy connections. That's why this is so important, mm-hmm. especially for you younger kids. If again, if you're hanging around four unhealthy people, you're going to be the fifth unhealthy person in that group. Right. The average of that group. That's why this is so important. You yep. know? And you're hanging around powerful people. I mean, I know a lot of those people on your list. And man, if you're rubbing shoulders with those good people, how how could you not feel good? Right. You know what I mean? Isn't that amazing? Like how powerful that can be in our lives. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, it, it's interesting how you look at it, you know, we went camping this weekend and, and I thought a lot about this and you know, I I actually was camping with Jeff, which mm-hmm. I'd put I would put you know, Jeff and Mark up there because, you know, they've, they've stood by me. I, I, they're the ones that own the treatment center. So I've worked for them now, right. like six and a half years. And, you know, I, I look at, I look at them as, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without them. Yeah. You know, I, I own a house. I, I have two nice vehicles. I'm married. I have a child, you know, I've got, I've got a beautiful life and that's because Mark and Jeff have given me the opportunity and they're not your typical owners. They're right. in here. You know, every single one of these people on my list, if they don't know Mark and Jeff, you know, then shocking. there's something wrong. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> it would be shocking to me. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, you know, Mark and Jeff have come out and played soccer on our team. So they know, yeah. I mean, they've put themselves in an uncomfortable situation where they've come out and did something. Yeah. And they just did it to be a part of it. And they didn't do it because they're good at soccer. They didn't do it because they, they, they did it because they want to get out. And yeah. they like meeting people. It's very similar concept to me. Is is you know their their circle. I'm sure if they listed their circle, their circle would be huge because they're guys that help everybody. Right. You know, and they have a ton yeah. of friends. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of their friends. You know, and that that's the thing is I look at it as like Mark and Jeff. They invite me to family parties. You know, I'm I'm I feel like you know they're I they're categorized in my family. Right. You know, and my friends because yeah. you know we're I look at their families and my family. And we're, we're family. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if I needed something, I could, I mean, I could go to you, I could go, to, yeah. I could go to anybody, but really if I needed something, I could go to Mark and Jeff right. and I probably would go to Mark and Jeff, um, first if I needed help with something or I need, yeah. I mean, if it, if it, if it was as simple as paying a bill, you know, I've got, I could, any of these people that I've talked about and any of my, you know, anybody that I'm sure I've missed plenty of people, but I could ask any of you guys if I'm like, Hey, I need help paying my power bill this month. I've got done. 30, 40 people that I could call right now and yeah. it would be paid and not one person asked me to pay them back. Yeah. And if you're struggling, like if you're down and depressed, you could reach to anyone and they would drop everything for you. Yep. And they'd say, what do you need? I'm over there right now. And you'll be amazed yeah. how you will not be down and depressed when you have these people. Yeah. Because you're constantly reaching out and you're constantly having positive affirmations yeah. from the situations, the conversations or the matches or the games or, or the day at work with the people that you're around that 
it constantly lifts you up. Yep, exactly. And so it goes back to surrounding yourself by healthy, happy people puts you in the situation where you don't need to be down and depressed. You don't need to. And if you're having a bad day, you've got to find out as a person, okay, what's going to make it better? You know? And that's the key. The person who's struggling, who's down and depressed, they're wondering what to do. Do exactly what Kirk's talking about and what he's done in his life. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. Text someone, call and someone. That's exactly reach what out to someone, walk up to someone, join soccer, a soccer club or a softball club or or theater or what have you. Put yourself out there. That's how you do it. That's exactly when you you reach out. That's what you said. You when you when you when you've got your kids sitting at home. And they're saying, well, no one's re- no one's texting me, no one's calling me to go out. Yeah. You know, and, and the social media in this day and age is just it's it's killing communication. Yeah. It is like the texting and all that. I remember when you had to pull out your notepad of phone numbers that you got at school to call people. Dude, I remember driving. I have to pull over to Seven Eleven and throw a quarter in and go, Kirk, are you home? Okay, we're on our way I, over. Uh, I've never had to do that because I always had a home phone, you know, that I that I would make the contact. But I, you know, you you. it's funny when you see a payphone now, you're like, holy cow, a payphone. A payphone, yeah. They actually have this, you know? And, and it's interesting because the number of people that don't have cell phones versus the number of people that do have cell phones is shocking. Yeah. You know, one of the things, too, regarding that is, you know, like you said, how it kind of ruins communication. I, I, I challenge my kids, you have to call and talk to them. Don't send a text. Call them. Yeah. Actually, hello, you know, that, that kind of thing. And so I think that's important that you, you know, text is good because it's a good, quick way to get your, you know, friends involved, what have you. But that personal phone call or face-to-face is, I think, one of the keys as well. Well, and I think it means a lot to people. That's a good form of communication is... It means a lot when you pick up the phone and you call someone. Right. They get to hear your voice because in text message, a text message could, could you could be upset, you could be happy. They don't feel the emotion that you're feeling. So if I'm calling and I'm having a conversation with you, and I'm my energy's high and I'm positive mm-hmm. and I'm happy, you feel that energy. Right. It's like when you smile on the phone. They say, I did phone sales for a while, and they say if you smile on the phone, the people on the other end can feel you. Right. You know. And if you don't believe that, it's true because I tried it. And people are happier and more accepting when you're cold calling them and you're smiling (laughs) and people are actually not rude to you. There's some truth behind it. And so the importance of that, it goes back to to reaching out. The importance of you reaching out and reaching out in a way where they can feel it. That's where where people are going to gain from that. From gain from you personally and you're going to gain from them is when they can when they can feel the emotion coming off you and they can feel the energy coming off you. Right. You know, that, that stuff's all healthy. If you just are constantly texting, you don't know how they're feeling. They could be crying and depressed right now and you wouldn't know unless you picked up the phone and called and you heard them crying. You're like, what's going on? Let me come over there and talk to you. Right. You don't know that. And they don't know that about you. And so that that is a that is a big part of, of it is you're right, pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Actually talk to the person. Don't just yeah. text them because they, they don't know. Yeah. the situation you're in or the severity of it. Awesome. Well, um, so maybe in wrapping this up a little bit, uh, any last things you'd want to say, any challenge you'd want to give our listeners? I mean, we've already said reach out and do yeah, those kind of, anything I, else you'd want I to I would add? just say put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you meet some new people and see where it goes. Right. 
Yeah. Don't let it be negative. Let it be positive. If you see it going down the negative road, you got to cut that. You got to cut that arm off. Yeah. You got to cut that person off, and it's got to be like a snap of a finger. No, you know, Danny Cook has a skit about breaking up, and I'm just gonna stay with him in this miserable relationship for the next five years because he's got all my CDs in his car or something like that. <laughs> and you right. know, so they'll put up with with fighting for the next five years, and they're justifying it with the CDs. Don't justify why you're with somebody or why you're friends with this person or why you have them in your life. If they're not healthy, they shouldn't be in your life. Right. Yeah. No matter how old you are. Yeah. And you know. I, I think that's the biggest thing is is just put yourself in, in a healthy situation with healthy friends, healthy family members, and constantly st stick with the healthy side of the road. And then when you see it's going unhealthy, make a change. Right. And you're constantly making a change. You're constantly adding people and removing people. But the ones that stick around, the ones that I have on my list, have been around for a long time. Yep. And if they haven't, they're going to be around for a long time if they choose to stick around. But that's yeah. on them. That's awesome, man. Well, um, I want to recommend a book. It's interesting that we're talking about this today. Um, I want to recommend a book to our listeners. It's called Lost Connections by Johan Hari. And forgive me if I said this wrong, Johan, but uh, he talks about how loss of connection is the real cause of depression. So it's not a chemical imbalance. It's not this. It's that we've lost connections. And we isolate ourselves to a certain point. And he really gets in depth at it. It's a really powerful book. I would recommend this to anyone. You can go on Amazon.com and get this. It's called Lost Connections. Um, and it's uh, he's got some really powerful solutions in here as well. Some of the things that Kirk and I have already talked about. Um, so I want to thank uh, Kirk again. Yeah, as always, I love your energy. I mean, this is bright and early. You guys are still asleep probably. But uh, Kirk and I are up and ready to go. But thank you again. Um, yeah, I consider you a great you. friend. Um, I love rubbing shoulders with you. I know I could call you for anything as well. Um, and you would drop everything for me. And that's so cool to actually know that. That makes me feel confident. And even if I'm having a rough day, to know that. So I want to thank you for being that kind of friend. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It means a lot. I appreciate it. Well, uh, again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, please share this with uh, everyone you know, um, any, especially those that might be struggling, especially some of these younger kids who are struggling with connections. Um, thanks for uh, joining me. Uh, again, this will be on iTunes and also Podbean. You can go to my website at toddsylvesterinspires.com, and uh, my, inst uh, my social media handle is um, tsinspires. So thank you so much, and have an amazing day today. Thank you.